Hallelujah. Romans, the 12th chapter, a very familiar portion of scripture. The second verse. Also, I was told to announce we're having a fireworks booth once again there at by Raleigh's Barbershop in Union City. And last year, the finances were able to come in handy. And that we were just moving into the place. And if it wouldn't have been for that money that we had there, you might not be sitting on the chairs. Uh, they were able to purchase some of the chairs, purchase some of the things that we have here. And so this year, I think the finances, most of the proceeds will all be going towards the Shake in the Bay. And we intend, we're, we put out an uh, uh, invitation now to uh, uh, Smokey Robinson. We're going to try and get Smokey Robinson for Shake in the Bay. Okay, so we want to try and get him and uh, also uh, Bueno, formerly Malo. We're having a new drama called This House is Not a Home. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass will be singing the lead. Just kidding. It'll be him, but it'll be on tape, you know. This house is not a home. We have a new drama that we just finished almost writing. And it's quite a unique drama. And it's called This House is Not a Home. And so we're having that. And I forgot one other person we're having for Shaking the Bay. But we're trying to get Smokey Robinson, Malo, which is now called Bueno, the play. And then somebody else, some other like headliner, so to speak, we're trying to get here as well. But all the proceeds will go to that. So if you can work in the fire, fireworks booth, see Anthony up here in the front. He's handling that. Okay, and uh, uh, so we really, really need your help. Praise God. Okay, do you have Romans 12? Verse 2. Bible says, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transferred by the ruin of your what? Then, 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 once you submit to God, then you will be able to test and to prove or approve God's will. What God's will is. This good, pleasing, and perfect will. If you want to know God's will, surrender to him. Then you will be able to know God's will for your life. Now turn to Romans chapter 7. Verses 18 and 19. Let's begin reading in verse 15. Because I have a sermon here that I've never finished yet. I just have the title for it. It's Romans 15, 7, 15. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not. What I hate, I do. The title of my sermon for that one is I do do. I'll bring that one up pretty soon. A lot of us, we want to do good, but we do do do. We do wrong. I do. Ay, ay, ay. Verse 16. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. This is the verses that I want to zero in on. As it is, it is no longer I, myself, who do, who do it, but it is who? Sin living in me. I know that nothing good lives in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. We found out, Romans 7, uh, 9, 12, 2, that we can know the will of God. But this, these verses prior to that tell us, it isn't easy to do the will of God. Do you understand that? That's what the Bible's telling us. Let's pray. Father, I pray that we would learn to ascertain your will, but to be able to perform it with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, this sermon is a bit cerebral. I can't even enunciate it that good. But we got to think here, Lord God, not just with our hearts today, but with our heads. But point it, join them both together, Lord God, and anoint me to do your will, to preach your will, your good and perfect and acceptable will, Lord God that we would be able to be better Christians and to love you with our own free will. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody together said, 
Amen. Turn around, greet one another in the love of the Lord one more time prior to your being seated. Amen. So we've found out that we can know God's will. But then Paul tells us there in verses 18 and 19 of Romans 7, okay, that we as believers, as we study his word, and as we continue to walk in the spirit, that we can be able to know and to ascertain, to, to prove his will, but that which to perform many times we find not. Man, I wanted to come to church on Friday. They're not here today. Uh, man, I wanted to you know, do this, that, and the other, and I couldn't. Uh, that's another story. See, to know God's will is not hard. It can be, it's conceivable. We can't find it. But to obtain God's will, not even the $6 million spiritual man named Paul was able to hit the mark perfectly all the time. Did you hear me? Did you hear me when I was praying? I said this is going to be a cerebral kind of a sermon. You got to stay with me here. All right, this is, this is, you, you got to think on this one. And at the end, it'll be simple, but I believe it'll be nice and good. Uh, and I prayed the ending of my sermon too, but you didn't hear it hopefully. Hallelujah. Uh, see, sin gets in the way. Because we studied before Romans. We went by Romans verse by verse. And we found out that sin abides in us. Remember that? In other words, it lives in us. We found out that some guys say, you know, they say, oh, no, 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 I'm not a sinner. Everybody has sinned. From Fred Casey Price to Pope Paul John the Third, the Seventh, the Eighth, and all those guys, all, sin abides in us. It's part of us. It's innate, part of our nature. But we got to learn to deal with that before it deals with us. See, no one can be can be like the guy who said, "I know." Well, he, he says, well, "Some guy said this. You know, I used to be conceited, but I worked all that out. Now I'm perfect." Nobody can say that. <laughs> in other words, instead of going down, this guy went up. He became perfect. Remember, even the spiritual $600 spiritual man, Paul, says, I'm not perfect. Uh, see, the plight of every Christian is not to see how far they have come, but how far they have to go. That's, how, that's the plight of every Christian. Yet even with the knowledge of our shortcomings, of our misgivings, of our hangups, of our weaknesses, and yes, even of our sins. Yet, my friend, we are to press on in hopes that we might not only prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God, but that also we'll be able to do God's will for our lives. That's, that's, that's our goal. To try as with much as within us possible, which is the Holy Spirit, to perform God's will for our lives. Jesus himself said in John 4, 34, My meat is to do the will of my Father, of him that sent me. And to finish his work. John 4.34. That's what, that's what was Jesus' thing. Okay, my will, my meat is to do the will of God. My father. See, God knows none of us will make and take the right correct steps every time. Some of us are going to fail at times. Some of us are going to, you know, fall short of the glory of God many, many times. Yet, we must not get discouraged. We must not give in. But we have to continue in his word. We have to persevere. We have to seek his will for our lives. We just can't give up. Man, I guess no. Terrible, I blew it. You ever felt like that? Yes. That's how people backslide. Because not everybody can, can do good all the time. So finally you say, man, I am the worst sinner that ever was. People say that. I've said it at a time of 49. I'm not even a 49er fan. I'm not even a Raider fan. Ah, 
But I've said it a few times. Man, ain't nobody going to be worse than me. I'm a minister of the gospel. And look at me. Uh, Pastor, you said that? Yes, because I know that you said that too. Uh, because that's how people backslide. They decide to throw in the towel. That's the trick of the devil. We got to go on. That's faith. And faith pleases God. Without faith, you can't please God. Uh, it's faith that pleases the Lord. Not all kinds of knowledge. Uh, let me tell you something that most of you already know. Faith is what keeps you going and coming to church. Because you already know that doing God's will is not easy. Yet, my friend, we all continue to come and to desire to know more of God and to know his, his, his word and to be separated and pure and holy as best as possible. Living within our, our, the best of our ability uh, as we find the power of God inside of our lives. But it takes faith to get up every day and go on and come to church tonight and go to the class tomorrow and come on down tomorrow night for the thing and come to church at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock and come and hear me, myself, and Irene at night. Oh, talk about a wild weekend. Hallelujah. Mm. But it takes faith. The just shall live by faith. Even if you got to do it like this. Get here. We have a saying sometimes, we don't mean it, but we tell the leaders, don't call in, crawl in. Uh, get here, Matilda. Uh, see, faith pleases God. That's what pleases the heart of the Lord. And really, that's what prompts and brings on the help of God. The Bible says that David had a heart after God, and yet we all know that David wasn't perfect. But he had a heart after the Lord. See, deep inside, David desired to know the will of God. Ah. And in Acts 13.36, it says, David fulfilled all the purposes of God for his life before he slept, before he went on to be with the Lord. He fulfilled God's purposes for his life. And David was not a perfect man. Can we identify with that? Even if you're not going to be perfect, get up. Jimmy Spigert hasn't been perfect, but he can get back up and fulfill all the purposes of God for his life. Ah. And you and I can as well. David... He persevered. David didn't give up. David stayed at it. Uh, he, he got off track a, a, a few times, hither and thither. But ultimately, he did do God's will for his life. And the key was, uh, and you've proven that by your attendance here tonight. The key was that David had a heart after God. A heart to seek God's will for his life. That's why you're here tonight. You want to know more of God's will. You want to ascertain and then obtain. Some, some drug addict words there. Uh, Ex-drug addict words. Well, they just they are. You wanted to ascertain who had drugs and you wanted to obtain them. You drug addicts, ex-drug addicts, you, some of you. Uh, so you know those words. Even if you don't know them, you did them. Uh, but now we got to do it the right way, God's way. Now, I want to spend a few minutes here to further explain why it's so hard to do God's will. Even after you know it. Bible says we can know God's will, but Paul says that what you performed. It's not easy. How many of you have had children? Or how many of you have been children? Then you know what I'm going to be talking about right now. So you can't, you know, you know the reason why. When you're dealing with children, the Bible says don't spare the rod. Use the rod of God on the bod. Because children need to be taught what to do right. They need to know the good will to do. They don't know how to do good. Do, do good. They know how to do do-do. Ah, first, I mean, uh, 
What was that scripture right there? Romans 6, 15. That's them. They do, do, do. And you are spiritual children too, so you do, 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 too. See, children don't need to be taught wrong. It just flows. Ah, just let me out here, mama. Ah, I'll teach you how to do wrong. See, ever since Adam, here, the title of my sermon is, let me get, to, I didn't give it to you. Chosen to choose. Chosen to choose. Now, let's get to the word choice. Ever since Adam chose to veer from the will of God, to get away, to refrain from God's will for his life, and to partake of the fruit of the knowledge of Good and evil. The good will and the bad will. Okay. Ever since Adam, man has been good at evil. Ever since Adam, uh, man has been good at getting his own way. Man has been good at being bad. That's the best way I can tell you. Ever since Adam partook of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, man has been like a child. You don't got to teach him to do wrong. He knows how to do wrong. Uh, unless God intervenes in our lives. That's why I say to people, you can't go 90 miles an hour in a 25-mile zone. You'll end up <clears throat> in the home or in jail. I'd rather end up in the home. I ended up in jail 33 times, the 34th time in the home. Thank God. Because I went 99 and 9999, you know, in a 25-mile zone. Thank God for the men's home. Thank God for prison. Thank God for jail. Otherwise, man, I, you don't have to tell me how to do wrong. I, I help write the book. Uh, until I write into the real book, the good book. Uh, thank God for the patience and the mercies of God. Uh, see, the Bible says all. We like sheep have gone astray. Everybody. Paul, Fred Price, the Pope, everybody. See, by the time Jesus came to this earth, thousands of years of disobedience had really thrown man's mind. That's why we talked about the mind. Had thrown man's mind for a, for a loop and for a whack. In other words, our mind was all messed up. We'd had 6,000 years before Jesus came. It was about 6,000. Yeah. 5,000. Let me try and get over here real theological scholarly. About 5,000. All right. Years of history. Of just doing wrong. Trying to have our own way. You know the mind's got to get a little warped. In 5,000 years, man. Uh, that's we're talking about, uh, uh, what do they call that? Uh, not zoology, uh, but, you know, the mind. You know, what is that? It's like, oh, that too, that too. Man, oh my God, now we're going to get deep. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, uh, evolution. Uh, just evolution, just man's mind, you know, play all kinds of tricks. The Bible says, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things who can know it. So when Jesus comes on the scene, boy, did he have a job. That's what I'm trying to say. Boy, did he have his work cut out for him. Ah, the cross. See, loving God is not easy. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do to love the Lord. Our natural inclinations lead us to self-fulfillment. But because sin has its wages, self-fulfillment eventually leads us to self-destruction. You got to listen to the sermon. Self-gratification. Self-fulfillment. My name is Jimmy. And gimme, gimme, gimme. I use a rake, but I use it this way. Huh? Can, can all I can get and get all I can. Something like that. Huh? Because that's the way we are. But it all leads to self-destruction. By and large. That's the reason why Jesus came. 
with the message of, of, you know, of loving the Lord thy God with all your heart, strength, mind, and soul. As a matter of fact, look at John 8. Look at John 8, verse 31. A very familiar portion of scripture. That'll give us better insight as to what I'm saying here. It's going to help clarify and prove my point that I'm talking about here tonight. John 8, 31 through 36. To the Jews, do you have it? To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold my teaching, you are truly my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you what? Free. That's very important what we're speaking on here today. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants. And I've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? In other words, I'm not a slave. Uh, we haven't been in bondage. Christ replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a what? You're a slave, no matter how you look at it. To sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. See, the Jews, through the law, were only putting a bandage on their bondage. Understand what I said? That's pretty, that's pretty profound here. They were just putting, almost titled the sermon, a bandage on your bondage. But that's all they were doing. I'm okay. Well, I might have a little bit of stuff here. So they put a bandage on their bondage. They're all messed up. A bandage don't help nobody. When you're bleeding to death, what's a bandage going to do? But they were bleeding to death. They didn't even see it. We're nobody, slave. You talking to me, Holmes. Pride ain't going to get you nowhere but quicker to hell. But they were trying to say, we're not slaves. Jesus says, hey, if you're a sinner, you're a slave. Uh, you're a slave to sin. Uh, see, they were actually as bound as bound could be. And all they wanted to do was put a bandage. And you and I, without Jesus Christ, we're in the very same predicament and the same position without Christ. As the Jews were back then. Uh, like I said before, nobody wakes up prayed up. But also, nobody is born loving God. Nobody's born loving God. Children already know how to do wrong. I already told you that in the sermon. You got to teach them how to do right. Because nobody's born loving the Lord. How, how many know that about your kids? I mean, you, you got to keep a handle on them kids. If not, they're all over the altar and everything. It's a little inside joke. Ah, man, you got to watch out with your children. They don't know how to do right. You got to teach them how to do right. That's the reason why we must be born again to learn how to do right. Ah, see, many, no, 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 all people, all, all people without God feel that they don't want to accept Christ because they're going to lose their freedom. They think, no, 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 no. You mean, no, then I can't do this and I can't do that. Ah, then I can't do the things I want to. You know where I'm going with this one. Ah. I wasn't in my notes, but just in case there's somebody here that never heard what I've said right now, I want to tell you now. Uh, I don't want to get saved and born again. That's bondage, man. I can't do this. Then I can't do the things that I want to do. You can do anything you. If you're saved, if you want to go drink, you can. If you want to go use drugs, you can't. But when you're really saved, the Bible says, I'll know them by your fruits. Uh, God changes your want to's. And I love it when I come here early, early, an hour before prayer, and I see people here early for prayer, wanting to pray an hour before church. Wow. That gets me going right here. All right. God changes your want-tos. You can want to be in the house of God. 
And a matter of fact, that's where I'm going with the sermon, but understand what I'm telling you right now. Uh, I hope you don't. Because that's how I'm going to end. Talking about wanting to love God from here. Not out of bondage, but out of freedom. Uh, see, a lot of people, they want to be free. Free to rule their own destiny. But the Bible says, uh, we've got our thinking upside down. That person is really not free, but in bondage. He is a slave to sin. I don't want to accept Christ because I'm not going to be free. You're going to be a slave to sin then. Without Christ. I am the master of my own destiny. Then you are a rather cold master. When that destiny leads you to hell. That's deep right there. Worth buying the tape just for what I read. I am the master of my destiny. Then you're a cold master. Because you're leading yourself to hell. And bondage here on earth. You don't know what freedom is. Look at Psalms 8. Quite a bit of scripture here tonight. Psalms 8, verses 3, 4, and 5. Do you have it? Remember, we're talking about David again. It was imperfect, yet made it to the very presence of God. Psalms 8, beginning in verse 3. 3, 4, and 5. When I considered your heavens, the handiwork or the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. You have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings or the angels. And crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. What that means there in the Hebrew was you deputize him. You deputize him. Like, a, you know, hey, raise your right hand. Or okay, go out and arrest Billy the kid. You're deputized. Raise your right hand, go out and arrest the devil. Hallelujah. Uh, you've been deputized to work for the Lord. Uh, Bible says there in Psalms 8, God made you a little lower than the angels. In other words, you were deputized. God deputized man, created him in his likeness and image, a little lower than the angels, but man took off his badge, threw it away. I don't want to be deputized and went his own way. Did you hear what I said? That's what man has done. He says, I don't want to be deputized. You can have your badge back, White Earp. Uh, I want to go to the old town saloon. I want to hang out at the Sneaky Tiki. Uh, they already changed his name, Devil Slick. Uh, not even a Sneaky Tiki anymore. I think it's called the something. Uh, I want to hang out at a local bar. Uh, Purple Haze and all that places. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, See, Psalms 8 also speaks of the honor and the glory. Stay with me now. It speaks of the honor and the glory of man. And that glory is this. This is the glory and honor of man. This is your honor. This is your glory. You have the right to choose. That's your glory. That's your honor. That's your privilege. Uh, the angels can't. What have I told you before? That's why in the mercy seat, inside the Holy of Holies, two cherubims, a higher rank of angels, they sit overlooking the mercy seat. And that signifies that they're just checking out the mercy of God because they don't understand the mercy of God. They've always been in the presence of God. They don't know what it is to be running the streets. They don't know what it is to be out there loose as a goose. They don't know what it's like to, to be out there, you know, running rampant, try, doing anything you can, whenever you can, with whoever you can. They don't know what it's like. And then to come to the cross and to be forgiven. You and I know that. We know that. That's why they sit there and just trip out and say, man, how could God save Steve? Uh, and I've, you've heard me tell, say that before. People said that I'm in my city when I got saved. Matter of fact, the guy said, and he was a leader in the community, he said, no, God could not forgive Steve. He should have been a cherubim. 
sitting at the mercy seat. Because I'd have been waving at him. I've forgiven. Sorry, Chino. Uh, that's the way it goes. You don't know the Bible. You're, uh, he was taught the wrong way. Uh, see, we have been forgiven, but we have the right to choose. That's our honor, and that's our glory, Psalm 8 says. The opportunity to have our own free will. That's why God gets all blessed up when he sees you walk through those doors time and again. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. Unless you're in the home. But you could have left. You didn't. Thank God, guys. Ah. Now, the, the, the key with the home is when you leave. Ah. And you sit over here with Del Rio and some of these guys that are still coming on. Ah. With all these other guys that are, that are making it. Me. I graduated from the home. Quiet as it's kept. I graduated from the home. As quiet as it's kept. Ah. And I, I've said it before. I can count on both hands the times that I've missed church because I wanted to. And I, only, I barely, probably about this many times. Because uh, I haven't missed any in a long time. And I, but I, had, I, used to say, I used to be able to say, I could count on one hand the times I've missed church because I wanted to. I think after 26 years, I think I have to use one more. Uh, and by the time it's over, I might have to use one of my feet. But that'll be my statue. Uh, <laughs> uh, deputized. Uh, see, we have the right and the opportunity to choose our own way and our own will. Animals, animals don't. Uh, we've been made a little lower the, than the angels, but a lot higher than the animals. See, the animals don't have no... You don't see King, my dog, here today. Uh, we're made a lot higher than the animals, though you wouldn't know it sometimes. Hallelujah. See, animals have impulses, desires, and needs. And if nothing gets, gets in its way, it'll do whatever it wants. That's the way an animal is. Animals have no control. It's got to obey its, its desires, its fleshly desires. The Bible says we are chosen. We are a chosen generation. God has chosen us and he ex has accepted us in the beloved. But then there is, that's where we come in. This is where our will surfaces. We've been chosen to choose. That's why I titled this sermon, Chosen to Choose. You're a chosen generation. God chose you, 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 you. Uh, but that times you, 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 and me, 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 we do, 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 do. And we don't come to church. We don't do what we're supposed to do. But he chose us to choose who we want to serve. Uh, we love him because he first loved us. To choose him because he first chose us. See, usually God's will is going to require our cooperation. My mouth wasn't cooperating. Uh, I got it to do God's will now. And as I said before, because of sin and our iniquities, we really weren't too taken. We were not really all overjoyed in seeking to do God's will. See, we got to cooperate with God's will is what I said. But in the beginning, we, we weren't all happy. Yeah, I get to cooperate with God. No, you didn't. You wanted to cooperate with yourself. Well, it's Friday night and I just got paid. Saturday night. And then on Monday, Blue Monday, Blue Monday. You got to sing the same song. Now, you can sing that big old song on Friday, but on, you got to sing the blues on Monday. Uh, because you got to pay the price. Uh, the wages of sin is what? Death. Psalms 51, 5 says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Again, none of us really weren't all going on a, on a safari, a Christian safari, looking for God. No, on the contrary. God 
tracks us down. We weren't on a safari looking for God. No. We were on a safari to the sneaky tiki. And God sneaky in the sneaky tiki. He snuck in and he checked you out. Uh, he, 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 was, he was on a safari after you. The hound dog of heaven. Billy Sunday one time preached. The hound dog of heaven. He'll, he'll track you down wherever. Uh, see, the Bible says no one comes to the Father except the Spirit draws him. The Spirit does the drawing. Not us. I wasn't looking for God. But God was looking for me. And he set me up good, like he said a lot of you. I said, if God's a good boxer, he's tomorrow Oscar De La Hoya and, and Sugar Shane Mosley. Uh, but hey, God, God just set remember, remember when he knocked you out? Uh, but he was setting you up. Uh, got Walter under the bridge. <laughs> uh, then he sent a man of God with a top coat on. Big old six foot four guy. Uh, yes, I love you. You don't love me. I love you. You don't know me from Adam, but I know Adam. I know Adam. Ever since Adam, I already preach about Adam. We've been renegades, all of us, come short of the glory of God. But God has given you the right to choose. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. Uh, see, he's the one who was graciously liberating us and freeing us. No one is really free but in bondage without Christ. I like what a Christian songs writer once said, okay, regarding freedom and true, genuine biblical freedom. He, the song says this. Make me a captive, O Lord, and then I shall be free. Force me to give up my sword, and then shall I a conqueror be. Let me read that again. Make me a captive, Lord, then I shall be free. Force me to give up my sword, and then shall I a conqueror be. There's a new song that says, current song, it is the moment you set me free, was the moment you captured me. This is a brand new song. I like that song. The, you know, the moment you set me free was the moment that you captured me. Then I'm free. You're not free without Christ. You're in bondage. Yeah, to the dictates of the flesh and of your sin. You're a slave to what this thing tells you to do. See, there's power in submission. There's power in surrendering to God. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he shall what? There's power there. Big time power. Ah. Oh. But the devil can't flee until you submit. If you don't submit, the devil's got you. See, a lifeguard will not save a panicking swimmer. He just swims around the panicking swimmer until he what? In my cruel world. Once he gives up, wham! What's happening here? It's about time you gave up. Huh? Then he'll come underneath and he'll save you. Uh, we need to understand that. We, we can learn God's will. Uh, but we first need to surrender. That's what Romans 12, 2 is talking about. That you first present your bodies a living sacrifice. Then, and only then, are you going to understand the will of God for your life. Uh, the Bible says in Luke 9, 30, 24, you know, he that loses his life finds his life. By losing your life, that's how you're going to find it. See, we need to understand that the teaching of the Bible brings real, genuine deliverance and freedom and liberty. Uh, but sin is a heavy bondage. See, most people believe that following Christ means doing a bunch of uh, killjoy rules. 
I can't do this no more. God's a killjoy. God's not a killjoy. Where are gangrels at today? Uh, at the embassy suites. Living the sweet life. Uh, enjoying the sweet life. But a lot of people believe that. But it's not true. Following Christ and seeking his will for our lives is a privilege and honor and a glory, Psalms 8 says. It's an honor and a glory to choose to find the will of God for your life. That's what Psalms 8 says. We're his honor and we're his glory. See, the reason Christ came was to destroy the works of the devil. For this cause was the Son of Man manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. First uh, John says. Because remember what I said earlier. Because the devil had done a big job. For 5,000 years, man had a warped mind. And Christ had to come and destroy those works. And to set us free from bondage. That we would live a holy life. Uh, but those of us with Christ. And have been saved. We have been set free to choose. To make up our minds. To live for God. And that's what God wants. He wants us to love him back. Freely. Freely you have received. Freely give. Talking about finances, but it's also talking about love. He loved you, so you love him back. Uh, not out of compulsion. Not a robot. R2D2 coming to church today. I come to pray and to praise. And to worship the holy, almighty, powerful Jehovah in our midst. Get out of my face, devil. R2D2 here. God doesn't care about that. Ah. Right here. Ah. From the heart. From your free will. That's what gets God's adrenaline going. Ah. Man. Freely we have received. Freely live. Freely live. We live for God. Not out of compulsion. As robots. But as free loving servants. Loyal servants. See, that's really all God wants for us, uh, to, to, to love him on our own in the power of the Holy Spirit. Every time uh, we make a right conscious decision for Christ, the enemy hates that. Because he couldn't do that. That's why he was thrown out of heaven. And that's what, Christians, what the Christian life is really all about. Making a, a great conscious, heartfelt decision for the Lord. We're not really free until... We know and understand and decide to do his will for our lives. Not, not, our, not our will. Not my will, but your will. Only in his will is there really freedom. All other form of life is bondage. That's really what it is. Uh, we might have to put a bandage on our bondage, but only he who the sun sets free. I read that. Is free indeed. Chosen to choose. To really be pro-choice is to choose life. That's a play with words. Uh, because I'm dealing with the, the abortion stuff. I am pro-choice. Well, to really be pro-choice, you have to choose life. To choose to want to serve God. That's why I say many time and time again, when I get up here on a Sunday, and really, I sometimes I think, is so-and-so going to be here? Is he going to be here? Is she going to be here? Is anybody going to be here? Ah, who's going to come to church? Ah, then when I get up here and I sit down, I mean, really, if it gets me going, I wonder what it gets God. Because he knows the fights you got to go through every week. 
Ah, he knows the struggles you got to go through. The just shall live by faith. Without faith, you can't please God already preach that. But he knows you're living the faith life. He knows you're not perfect. Nobody is. But yet we keep coming. We keep coming. And I've taught before. Romans chapter 2 talks about how, what we're going to be judged on in heaven. Hupomeno. Uh, uh, the ability to remain under. We're only going to be judged on one thing in heaven. One thing. Did we make it? <laughs> I already taught on that, but you know, that's what it says. Did we make it? That's all we're going to be doing, John. Did you make it? Yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead. Enter to the joy of your salvation. Ah, abide. He that abides in me. If you continue my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Free to choose. You were a chosen generation, chosen to choose what is right. Yes, you could choose to go out there and run your wayward and hayward way. But you've already done that. Why, why go back? Like a dog returning back to his vomit. Seven times worse. Chosen to choose what is right. I want every head bowed and every eye closed, please. Is every head is bowed and every eye closed. Make me your captive, Lord. And then shall I be free. Force me to give up my sword. And then shall I a conqueror be. Choose you this day. This evening, this night, who you will serve. I am a master of my own will. I said, what a terrible master you will be if you're leading yourself to hell and to sin and destruction. You're a terrible master. You need a better master. The master of all masters who mastered it all. As every head is bowed and your eye closed, Spirit of God, moving and ministering. I want to pray for those of you that have been having a struggle. Things have not been that easy. But you want to exhibit faith and you want God to honor your faith. That just shall live by faith. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you say this teaching was more of a teaching tonight. Was for me. And I want to be chosen to choose the right path. And I got to admit, Jesus, I got to admit, Heavenly Father, I have not been making the right choices. Give me the power to say no to sin and yes to you. Let me walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let me listen to your Holy Spirit. Not to my own fleshly ills and desires. As every head is bowed and every head is closed, Spirit of God, moving in ministry. You say the sermon was for me. And I want you to pray for me, Brother Steve. I'm going to ask you quickly to raise up your hand. Then quickly put it down. Man has been good at being bad. All we like sheep have gone astray. But God has to teach us how to do right by His Holy Spirit. This is my last call. Many hands have gone up, but I believe there's more. God bless you. Put your hand on. God bless you. Put your hand on. God bless you. Put your hand on. God bless you. You see, the sermon was for me. God bless you. And I want you to pray for me. We need to be open, frank, and honest with God right now. God bless you. You can put your hand on, young lady. Anybody else? This is my last call. We're going to pray. God bless you, sir. You can put your hand on. You want to be included in this prayer. God bless you there in the back. You can put your hand on. We can know God's will. Romans 12, 2. But that which should perform, Romans chapter 7 tells us, very often we find not. If that's you, God has spoken to your heart directly. You want me to pray for you here tonight. You haven't risen up your hand yet, but you want to do so now. Quickly lift it up and quickly put it on. God bless you, young lady. You can put your hand down. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else, this is my last call. You want to be included in this prayer. Power of God is in this place. 
Forgiveness of God is in this place. You need forgiveness of sins. You need forgiveness from God, Almighty God. This is my last call, and we're going to pray. Anybody else? Quickly lift up your hand and quickly put it down. Praise God. Let's all stand. Everybody standing. We're going to sing a song here. But now I'm going to ask those of you that raise your hand to take a second step. I'm going to ask you to slip out your seat and come and stand here at this altar. Or kneel, whatever you choose. Then we're going to pray. Hallelujah. Chosen to choose. Choose you this day. So whatever it takes. I say quickly come. You raise your hand even if you didn't. I will serve you, Lord. Though the battle seems great, I will stand for you. Sing it before we pray. And with all of my heart. Yes, Jesus. I will serve you, O Lord. For the rest, yes, For the rest of my life, I will live for you. Those in the audience, I want to ask you to stretch your hands for this way. Let's assist these in prayer. Let's put a powerful atmosphere of forgiveness, a powerful atmosphere of God's love. God's divine grace and mercy can be ascertained and obtained here tonight. Those of you here at the altar, repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, you don't have to teach me how to be bad. My flesh has taught me that. I was good at being bad. But I want you to teach me to lead me to do good to do right that my meat would be to do your will not my will not my will not my will but your will be done in my life help me to win the battle help me to be an overcomer more than a conqueror I place my life Totally into your hands. Your perfect hands. Receive my imperfection. And someday, Jesus, receive me into your presence. Into your heavens. Whatever it takes. I will serve you, O Lord. For the rest of my life, I will live for you. Help me. Help me. To overcome. You chose me to choose you. You chose me to choose you. Thank you, Jesus. I open up my heart to you. I invite you to come in. Take control of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. I want to be your child from this moment on. Save my soul. Save my soul. Save my soul. Father, as one struggler praying for another 
I pray your divine will upon our lives. Knowing that we can be more than conquerors because if I can make it, they can make it. If I can take it, they can take it. Lord, be made perfect in our weaknesses. Forgive the sins, O God, of your people, your saints. We've been made a little lower than the angels. They have never known sin. We have the tragic terribleness of sin. Father, we have friends that have died in sins. They probably didn't make it. I'd hate to play the odds. But you saved us because we, one day, Lord God, acknowledge our sins, acknowledge our bondage, our slavery to sin, and you set us free. And he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And how shall we go back to such a bondage, Lord God? We don't want to go back because you've made us free. Let us not go back to bondage. Let us not go back to Egypt. Let us strive and struggle if need be by faith to please you. We've chosen the right path tonight. We've chosen to put our hand to the plow and work and labor for you and not look back. Lord, you want disciples. Make disciples out of this church, these people. Great disciples, powerful disciples. And send us throughout the world. Because the world needs people like us. He that is forgiveth much, loveth much. We bless you and praise you for forgiveness, newness of life. Thank you, Jesus. I'll never forget when you touch me. I don't want to forget, Jesus. Sinners saved by grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. That saved a wretch life, Steve. Like all of us. So for the rest of my life, I will serve you, O Lord. Sprinkle the blood of Christ upon us, Father. Separate us in our choosing. Jesus, choose to show up. Choose to show up tonight, Jesus. Deep heart incisions by your spirit. Uproot the sin, uproot what is not of thee. Take our evil inclinations, Lord God, and put good there. Put righteousness there. A new nature, Jesus. A new nature that wants to come to church. All we like sheep, but sheep want to do right. Sheep have a new nature. A goodly, godly nature. We're not pigs any longer. doesn't say all we like pigs. All we like sheep have gone astray. But sheep, when they get dirty, want to get clean. When sheep get dirty, they want to get clean. We need your blood that washes white as snow that washes white as snow. Cleanse, Lord God, to the uttermost. Cleanse to the uttermost. Cleanse. Make us white as snow. Though our sins be scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Never to be remembered again. In Jesus' name I pray. Could we sing Amazing Grace? How sweet the sound. Maybe 